0: Today's Locked On Bama is flipping fantastic. You'll see what I mean.
1: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, it's me, Jimmy Stein, SM. Thank you for making us your first listen when it comes to all things Bama and podcast in general. And really, you probably listen to us before you even talk to your significant other. And I think that's wonderful. Jimmy, we're going to talk several things today. We're going to talk about, Andrew Bone has a good article on your own re about flip candidates, That thus what my lead-in was about. And uh, we're also going to talk NFL schedule release. Uh, we've also going to talk about Uh, a a new yet old name on the Alabama roster and uh, maybe work in some softball if we do it. But right now, let's talk about Andrew Bones' flip candidate um, article here. And look, the first one is somebody we've talked about before when people do these flip articles, and that's Demarcus Riddick. But it feels like Demarcus Riddick, who's number two linebacker in the country from Chilton County, in Alabama, he has been committed to Georgia for quite some time, but uh, it's really beginning to feel like this is going to happen, that he is eventually going to flip to Alabama, right?
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's looking pretty optimistic. Uh, hasn't happened yet, so until it happens, you know, hasn't happened until it happens. I know that's master of the obvious, but I think it, it needs to be said in a flip-type situation where he's committed to Georgia. He's not committed to Georgia Southern. I mean, he's committed to the defending, national cha- defending back-to-back national champions. So we have to convince or Alabama's got to convince DeMarcus Riddick uh, that, that Alabama's a better uh, choice for him. Uh, I think so far it's looking good. I, I expect it to happen. You know, for those unfamiliar with DeMarcus Riddick's game, he's a typical linebacker size, uh, probably about 6'3", 225 right now. Um, I, I, th- I think of him as an inside linebacker. He can play inside or out as, you know, most of these versatile, athletic, new age linebackers. They're really good athletes. So they can play more than one spot potentially a Sam linebacker outside but in my mind he's more of a Mike or a Will linebacker in the Alabama system and will play inside um I mentioned he's sort of a new wave linebacker by that I mean you know our idea me and Luke are old so our idea of a linebacker is sort of you know sort of like uh Dick Buckus although we're not quite that old but uh Mike Singletary or Sam Mills (laughs) just some sort of really thick Inside got Patrick Willis, you know, he was a great inside backer. Thick, big, takes on fullbacks, doesn't mind mixing it up with offensive guards, sort of owns the tackle box area with physicality. Today's middle linebackers are totally different, Luke. Today it's about pass coverage. I mean, it makes sense. It's just a lot of this is simple math, as Nate Oates would tell you from basketball, because we, we know about how he makes basketball so much about math. Well, football is about math, too. And when you play a team that throws the ball more than they run the ball, then it makes more sense that you devote most of your assets to defending the pass and not defending the run. So today's inside linebacker isn't like a decade ago. Today's inside linebacker can run and cover, can fall into coverage. They're basically, let's be honest, they're big safeties. They're big safeties. They do things that safeties used to do. Uh, Mark Barron, Landon Collins, these were safeties for us a decade ago. Really, they're inside linebackers now. Now, um, it's a that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it's the best way to explain it. So Demarcus Riddick is like that. He is highly athletic. Uh, he'll be good dropping into coverage. He'll be good in man-to-man coverage. Uh, but at the same time, there's some real physicality there because you can't get away from that entirely. The other team is going to run the ball. And when they run the ball, they're probably running it up the middle. So Riddick can do those things as well. Yeah, I really want him to flip. And and
0: honestly, it's probably redundant to talk about today because, I mean, we've talked about him a lot. But, I mean, I like hearing about him. I think he's awesome. I I do want to talk about some of these other guys. We talked about Peyton Woodyard the other day. He's on this list. And so I, I don't want to rehash that one.
1: Two other well, guys. That's why we. That's why we talked about him the other day, right? I mean, we we have we have a pretty. I mean, uh, they're, they're, Alabama's got a good chance. I would say the chance of flipping Woodyard is slightly less than flipping Riddick, but still a, a a good chance. All
0: right. The next guy on this list is somebody I have not been associating with Alabama at all. Asaya Faga. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Okay. Faya Faga. Um,
1: yes, he's he's a Samoan uh, of Samoan descent uh and and originally from the the west but uh is i believe his dad is in the military and uh luke you're you're more from that corner of the world a little bit but uh i believe uh phoenix city is very close to a big Columbus Georgia maybe it is yeah right. it is
0: so, and um yeah and by the way he's at Phoenix City he's a three star he's committed to Utah um if anybody beats Phoenix City this year
1: that's on Phoenix City good lord they're loaded they are what a what a team. I, I can't wait. And you know Thompson might be not down, but not what they were. So I think that's fascinating. Thompson versus Central Phoenix City this year, the two best big schools in Alabama. But Central Phoenix City is so loaded, it's nuts. And Isaiah Faga is another uh, reason why he is a uh, I would say a little undersized defensive lineman. He's really interesting, partly because of the Samoan descent. You know, we've had more and more. Uh, experience with that at Alabama with Tua and others. Uh, But Isaiah Faga is uh, living in in Phoenix City, Alabama. His dad, I believe, is an Army Ranger uh, and was obviously deployed uh, uh, or or stationed. And that's going on a foreign deployment this summer and won't be around for Isaiah to make trips. Now, he spent a lot of time out West. And as we know, there's a gigantic Samoan population in Utah In Salt Lake City, the University of Utah always has a number of Samoans on their roster, and uh, I'm sure that uh, that that feels very comfortable for him. So here's a kid from Alabama, or I say from Alabama. He relocated to Alabama. He's committed to Utah, and it's so rare that Alabama is is working to flip a kid committed to Utah that's from Alabama. And Alabama's not working to flip him just yet. I think what he is, Luke, is uh, it's fair to say this. Alabama is recruiting him hard. They talk to him all the time. They have a great relationship with him. They want to see him in camp this summer. And should he impress them as they project he will, then Alabama will work to flip him as hard as they work to flip DeMarcus Riddick, you know, from Georgia So and Peyton Woodyard. So uh, Faga is uh, not a priority for Alabama at the moment, but he is being recruited by Alabama. They're extremely interested He's a guy they would put on a short list of, uh, we're excited to see this kid in camp. Again, a little undersized. I believe he's listed at 6'2", 280. Uh, Any defensive lineman that's listed at 6'2", I wonder if he really is 6'2". That's another thing uh, that these camps are very valuable for. Uh, Alabama does not look at a kid's listed size, even on Bama Insider. Alabama doesn't look at a listed size and assumes, oh, well, this must be correct. No, Alabama measures these kids. Carefully, uh, and in and, and every way that they can. Uh, so I think verifying size is another huge thing with him. Uh, because listed at 62280, you wonder, does that mean under 61 and 265? You know, so they, they got to check that stuff out. But uh, there, he's a promising, promising, uh, he's not one I would put today, Luke, on hey, put him on the Alabama commitment list. I project him to sign with Alabama but he is a strong maybe.
0: I, I mean, look, strong maybes mean you're a pretty good prospect at Nick Saban's Alabama Crimson Tide.
1: So I think that'd be pretty cool look I at. Mean, well, Utah's good. You know, Utah's no slouch. It's not like Utah takes a lot of bad. I know mean, that's just not a program we know well here, but Utah is annually the most underrated team, aren't they? I mean, annually underrated. They outperform expectations every year and, uh, I haven't made my official pro- pro- projections yet for every conference, Luke, but I know there's a lot of USC infatuation out there. i say be careful where you pick pick against Utah.
0: Yeah, they've got Cam Rising in bag. They just got Landon uh, King from the transfer portal in Auburn. They, they've got they got dudes. So, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack that won't give you all the sugar and all the calories, that's a Built Bar. That's a Built Bar. That's what you need to do is go get you a Built Bar. You can get them at Walmart, Amazon, Sam's Club, Lifetime, Built.com. You can get them all these different places. They're healthy and taste amazing. I don't know how in the world they do it. It's magical, I'm telling you. It's like uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but there's no chunky people. That's what's great about it. And um, it's all good for you. It all tastes delicious. Only four grams of sugar, 17 whopping grams of protein. All the macros you could possibly want. Or none of the macros you could possibly want. Either way you want to go, because I'm not sure what a macro is. But uh, so I'm trying to sell it both ways. It's Um, bigger than a micro. It's bigger than a micro. And uh, there we go. That's all I know about it. So go to Built.com or go to Amazon or go to Sam's Club. Go to Walmart. You'll love Built Bars. I'm telling you, they're delicious, nutritious, delicious. Go get you one.
1: available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Jimmy, on tomorrow's podcast, if we have one tomorrow, may not have one tomorrow, may not, you know, this may be like the last of the week and then we whip back over. Might do a quick one on the schedules when they get released tonight. We're going to talk a little bit. Some of the schedule stuff is leaking out already. Um, So, yeah, we'll talk about that here in the final segment. Right now, though, want to talk about one of the more interesting characters that's been added to the Alabama roster. That is Raquez McIlderry or Rock Montgomery. Uh, it's like he's the first Alabama player or Alabama associate since Joey Freshwater to have two names on the team. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's please, just explain, or please explain what's going on with uh, Rock Montgomery why the name change, and what do you think his prospects are for playing this year?
1: Yeah, I'm not 1,000% uh, sure uh, on on why, so I'll, I'll try to stay away from that. But uh, the first name's easy. Uh, when we recruited this young man, uh, he was known by, d- to, to the recruiting world as Raquez, R-Y-Q-U-E-Z-E, Raquez. But uh, with, that, with that name uh, that he's had since birth on his birth certificate, Uh, His nickname uh, has been Rock, and obviously he's a very large offensive lineman. So his nickname forever has been because there's a Q in his name. He has always spelled Rock, R-O-Q. Well, his nickname, uh, as far as he's concerned, is every bit as prevalent in his life as Jaquincy McKinstry, who's known to the rest of us as Kool-Aid McKinstry. So Raquez goes by Rock. Uh, He has his whole life. Uh, All his friends and family refer to him as Rock. So he just wants to go by Rock, no different than Jaquincy McKinstry goes by Kool-Aid. So that's the first name. And of course he spells it R-O-Q because there's a Q in Raquez. Uh, His last name he changed legally. Uh, I believe this is a legal. He was born with the last name McIlderry and has switched to Montgomery. uh, I assume over some sort of family reasons. We've had players do that before. As a matter of fact, pretty significant players. A lot of uh, old-timers might remember Derek Lassick was originally Derek Owens, and then Derek Owens became Derek Owens Lassick before finally his senior year going, you know what, let's just go with Derek Lassick. So uh, that's happened, and you might remember an outside linebacker around the Shula era, Juwan Simpson. Uh, When we recruited Juwan Simpson, his name was Juwan Garth, and uh, he changed his last name to Simpson after uh, arriving to Alabama and was a good player. Uh, so uh, this isn't crazy, uh, 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 you know, uh, unprecedented. It's happened before at Alabama. But it is confusing for some people who don't follow it every single day, like, uh, like Luke and I do, that uh, we recruited a kid named Raquez McIldary and now on the roster there's a Rock Montgomery kid. And uh, he's actually an interesting prospect. He was committed to Georgia. Very early in the process, he's from Anniston, Alabama. Georgia offered before Alabama did. When he got that prestigious Georgia offer and didn't have one from Alabama, he committed to the Bulldogs, and uh, he stayed committed to them for quite some time before Alabama uh, had him in camp, and or, or Alabama, you know, and actually had him in camp the year before. Alabama decided to elevate him to a, you know, we really want this kid, and so Alabama pushed for his commitment much later than Georgia did, and eventually won him one out. And he flipped from Georgia to Alabama, much like uh, we talked about earlier in the show with Demarcus Riddick and Peyton Woodyard. Alabama's hoping to flip them from Georgia like they did with Rock. So Rock flipped and uh, he enrolled early. So he is a student in Alabama. He uh, just completed the spring semester, went through spring practice. He's an offensive lineman. He spent the entire spring practice playing guard. Uh, A couple of promising things about him, though, Luke, he's parent the Jaheem Otis weight loss plan. Uh, Rock showed up well north of 360 or 370, and my understanding has lost all the way down to like 330, 325. He, he's lost a lot of bad weight uh, this semester, which is very promising for his future. Uh, I'm sure they're going to focus on this weight loss for now and then then work on building him back up later. Uh, and again, he's playing guard. Uh, one interesting thing about him, I, I sort of project him eventually to play center. I think that might be a really good spot for him. Center uh, center's a little crowded right now with Seth and James Brockermeyer uh, and Darren Dalcourt, of course, would play center if Seth got hurt. So uh, center is a little crowded. But uh, I think after Darren Dalcourt cycles out and, and, uh, and Seth cycles out, I-, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Rock playing center. Um, good kid, very popular on the team in the clubhouse. And uh, I don't think we're going to see him this fall. I think while they're working on reshaping his body. He's the ideal red shirt. However, we have some depth issues on the offensive line. So, I'm going to say he's a red shirt, but he's probably two sprained ankles away from uh, from having to play uh, at least as a two uh, this fall.
0: I don't know how in the world Jaheim Otis and Rock Montgomery haven't scored a Nutrisystem ad yet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You know, like those pictures where they always show like the the frumpy kind of chunky person, like holding a milkshake and a hamburger, and they're like looking like this. And then the next picture is like they're in a bikini doing this.
1: That's what we. Oh need. gosh, I'm not sure. That's what we, I'm not sure. That's what we need. But if there's nil money in it, I wish them well. If look, hey, for enough
0: nil money, you there's no telling. There's no telling what you can get. Everybody. We'd be out there. course, we we'd make oh, we'd a
1: swimsuit. We'd make a swimsuit issue. Me and you.
0: Oh, man, there's no question. Um, All right, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, some NFL schedule leaks. We're going to talk maybe a little softball and, I don't know, some miscellaneous. And we're – so, uh, sorry, just as I get a phone call. But um, – Brock. Yeah, that's that's, uh, Nutrisystem saying don't
1: do that again. That's Nutrisystem. <laughs> Saying, "Hey, give give me Rock's number." They might have gotten him confused with the Rock. They, they'll get <laughs> excited about about him as a pitch man, I'm sure. Although he doesn't look, he needs a doesn't look he's got a whole lot of body fat to me. All right, I'm going to skip over the softball stuff because I, I, I want to tell the story. Um, I'm
0: going to tell this story very quickly. Uh, I know I've told it to you before, but some people may not have heard it. El Toro Freeman is a linebacker that played for Auburn from Benjamin Russell right here in Alexander city a while back. Uh, good guy. Um, it played for Auburn, but don't hold that against him. Um, anyway. So one day uh, my buddy, Justin Clayton, who was running El Toro Freeman's website, got an email from, I think the Coosa County uh, elementary school or something. And it said, hey, we really would like um, to have you come and, and speak to us uh, and just talk about your success and all this stuff. And my buddy, Justin was like, wow, this is amazing. Okay. This is great. So my buddy, Justin, who's very, very smart and does a great job with all the videography and all this stuff. And he's really done well for himself. A lot of wedding videos and and works here in Alexander city. He's got a fantastic job. Does a lot of great things. So Justin went to Coosa County and he set up and when he got out of his car, um, like everybody was sort of staring at him and like looking at him. And then he takes all this stuff and he's like, yeah, everybody's loving this. And he walks in and he has this whole PowerPoint presentation. And he talks about how, you know, pulled himself up by his bootstraps and uh, work hard. And you can make a lot of money selling video or you can do, just find a passion, do what you like, 30 minutes of this. And he did all this. And the kids were sort of like, okay. And, um, you know, everybody was you know, sort of like, unenthused but like mildly interested so after his event uh Justin was walking back to his car and he was like I nailed that I nailed that presentation and one of the teachers who contacted him comes out there and goes um yeah that was great but we thought you were going to be a Toro Freeman <laughs> and they, they wanted to I knew escape. where that was going I knew where Justin
1: I've forgotten that story and that is a great story but yeah Justin just
0: just the, the funny thing is, like, El Toro is this jacked up, super yeah. athletic, I mean, like, don't screw with him looking guy. And Justin looks like just a dude. I mean, I mean, I don't mean that's. A, I mean, Justin looks like you <laughs> and me. I mean, he just looks like a dude. You know, he's just, he's, there's, you don't say, you don't say, oh, there's, just, when you see El Toro, you're like, that's El Toro Freeman. That's, so they knew he wasn't
1: Alcora Freeman when he parked his car and got out. I think they. At yes, point but they,
0: Justin said, "I did wonder why so
1: many people had on Auburn jersey, but I thought they just realized I went to Auburn myself." So you know, the best punchline would have been at the very end of the presentation. One of the little kids sticks up his hand and says, "I've got a question," and 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 Justin said, "Yes, and your question is, he's like, uh, I'm sort of impressed by all this, sir, but why would they call you the bull?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> or, good <laughs> Lord, Cameron Newton really didn't have much to work with.
1: <laughs> he was on that 2010 team. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was fun. You can do all of this and play inside linebacker in the SEC?
0: It's, it's really an amazing story. But anyway, all right, so let's talk about Bryce Young. Uh, first game was released. Bryce Young uh, with Carolina will be playing in Atlanta uh, on September 10th. And here's what I'm wondering, how many Alabama fans out there are going to do this? Go to the Texas game, which could be a night game, who knows? Go to the Texas game on Saturday, swing over, head to Atlanta, check out Bryce's first game in
1: Carolina the next day. How many, how uh, many Alabama fans? I think I, I would put the over-under on it at a uh, no, reasonable number, uh, 3,000. 3,000 Alabama fans will do Texas and Falcons Carolina in one weekend. And there will be another 3,000 Alabama fans that live in the Atlanta area that will choose to watch uh, Panthers Falcons instead of going to Tuscaloosa. Uh, I, so in other words, I'm going to say there will be a minimum 6,000 Alabama fans uh, in the Mercedes Benz dome that, that, that day rooting on Bryce uh, that are there specifically for that reason. Cause he's the, Alabama guy uh, cool that Bryce's NFL regular season debut will take place uh, in Atlanta, just right down the road. And and of course, as we know, uh, Bryce has had uh, at least some success in that very building. Oh yeah. So true. Gosh, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. Uh, beat the rest Georgia of in the SEC championship game in uh, 2021. And uh, of course Alabama won the SEC in 2020 as well, when he was the number two quarterback uh, behind Mac.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was there. Um, boy, that's awesome. Um, I think I'm going to have to go. I think I'm just going to have to go because I mean, I can't sit here on this podcast and say I think Bryce Young is the best player in Alabama history, then not go to his first game when his first game is in Atlanta.
1: And I'm in Alabama. One of the things we probably didn't talk about enough, although I remember we did mention it, Luke, but when he was drafted by Carolina, one of the cool things for Alabama fans is Carolina plays every year in Atlanta and in New Orleans. They're every year, yep. the Panthers will play a game in Atlanta and in- in New Orleans without, and uh, those are the two most uh, ideal locations for Alabama fans to go to a game, really, the Alabama fans that live in Alabama or around Alabama. Uh, there's no doubt that the, the three easiest places to get to are Atlanta, Nashville, and New Orleans, and uh, Bryce will be playing at two of those three every single year, so that that's one of the uh, pluses of, uh, of, of where Bryce was was drafted, uh, being in the NFC South, and uh Playing the Saints and Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, every year, home home and away. Um, yeah,
0: and I think that uh, Carolina plays Houston this year. I don't know exactly when that is, so that'd be Stroud against Bryce and Will Anderson against Bryce. So that's pretty cool. And of course, John, that New is cool. It. Yeah,
1: that is cool. Um,
0: all right, that's going to do it for today's episode. For oh, well, we this last
1: little thing, in too the NBA lottery is coming up soon, and and the in terms of the team. Most likely to have the second pick in terms of the ping pong balls is Houston. So that has oh. nothing to do with football, but but Houston, the Rockets, could be the future home of Brandon Miller. So anytime I hear Houston now, I'm all I'm going to think Will Anderson, and maybe we'll be thinking of Brandon Miller.
0: That'd be kind of wild, too. They could have um, Jabari Smith. Corey Eason, who was from LSU, and he made second team all-rookie team. So, geez, I mean, Houston will have some some good young talent at that And is. that's just it's a better. projection.
1: They're the, they're the team most likely to end up with the number two pick. But as we know, the ping-pong ball bounces funny when it comes to the NBA lottery. Uh, I know yeah, never they, know have they do that very soon, by the way. And uh, that, I think there's not a lot of Alabama fans, Luke, over the years that have like, hey, when is the ping-pong ball – when do they announce the, uh, the draft uh, – uh, you know, order, and there will be a lot of Alabama fans watch uh, and, and and that don't hardly ever watch that event. It usually takes place in the minutes before a uh, significant playoff game. All right buddy, uh, we may or may
0: not have a podcast tomorrow. We'll let you know uh, by putting a podcast out and uh, so we're're <laughs> or not or not. <laughs> or not. We'll let you know until then roll time. Roll time.